0: Praise God. Let's pray over the message today. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this word. We know it's anointed. God, plant it deep in our hearts. God, we ask you to anoint us today as we deliver your word. God, anoint our hearts to receive it, Lord. In Jesus' name, we know we can do anything without you. We're nothing but with you, worth all things. Father, anoint us today in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. God is so cool. Amen. Today we're going to be talking about effort demanded. Effort demanded. How many knows this generation that we are in right now, that, that's this generation of, they just do not have the work ethics that older generation has. Come on. You realize that? Do you see that? My generation, my generation, did not have the worth ethics of my dad and my grandfather. My grandfather could work circles around me. My dad could work circles around me. Ricky sees this all the time as a boss of a company. Anybody that works with men or women, or you see every generation, the work ethics are getting worse and worse and worse. people don't understand hard work anymore a whole lot of that's because of technology we we've learned how to get by without having to work hard in that though some of the practices and some of the discipline has been pushed aside that we need in our spiritual life we think we can just get by without any work we know that our salvation is not about works it's about grace but we are expected to do some things somebody say amen effort is demanded our generation does not pursue God or the generation now does not pursue God like we used to and we we didn't pursue God like our older generations used to can you say amen to that The same energy, the same dedication, the same worth ethic spiritually is not there. The necessity for the pursuit of God and the presence of God is not there. All-night prayer meetings used to be a norm. Now if we schedule one, maybe it's one every three months and we'll have an all-night prayer meeting. When we schedule prayer meetings in the middle of the week now, we don't have 150 show up out of our congregation. We have 20. There's something wrong with that. Our work ethics are not there. Our spiritual work ethics are not there. I remember when we used to have church Sunday morning and Sunday night every week and Wednesday night every week. I remember when at the Lighthouse when we had Sunday morning service, we had Sunday night service, and these weren't our long services. These were long services. We had Thursday night. We didn't have Wednesday. We had Thursday night service, and then we turned around and had Saturday night service. And this was the norm. But now we have Sunday morning service, and it's hard to get people back out for Sunday night. And we even have it once a month. Our work ethics spiritually are declining. Why is that? Well, we want to have more spiritual family time. We want to have family time. We want to have family time. How much better family time can you have than in the church of God worshiping the Lord together? We say we want to have the family time, but then we turn around and we don't, we're, we're doing everything but with family somebody say amen revivals used to be one week two weeks three weeks it was a norm now if we say we're going to have two nights in a row service it panics everybody we're stressed out how can we possibly make it two nights in a row Chris it messes everything up our work ethics spiritually have declined we're not in pursuit of of the presence of God like we should be that is why we don't see the miracles that our older generation talks about I don't know if it's stepping on your toes yet but my my toes have been stepped on just because God gave me this message I had to preach it to myself before I preach it to you that's why we're not seeing the signs, miracles, and wonders like we, we used to hear about all the time. We're seeing some miracles. We, we, ha- we do. We see Margie got healed. We see, we see miracles from time to time, but not like they used to see. I don't know about you, I'm not satisfied with just ha- doing what used to be done. I want to see something fresh that's never been seen before, but it's not going to come with a bunch of lazy Christians. It's not going to come till we hit our altars and in, 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 in our prayer places on our knees and say, God, we need a revival. I put on the sign out there, Revival Continues Sunday. We're going to keep it out there for a little while. Revival Continues Sunday. We're going to get a revival spirit in us. Somebody say amen. We don't have to schedule a week revival. We're going to get that revival spirit. We're going to keep it on the sign for a while. I've had a lot of people ask, who's preaching your revival? I say, God, we're just going to keep it out there for a while get it in our spirit a revival spirit okay we've got to get back to what used to be the work ethics that the older christians had in the spiritual realm we've got to get back to praying more than we've ever prayed before somebody say amen how many can say you know what i've been pretty lazy in my prayer life these things only come by what by prayer and by what Fasting. How many can say, hey, I fasted something this week? How many can say that I prayed a lot this week? We need to get back. Somebody say we need to get back. And as we get back and as we remember those things, as we get those things stirred up, then we are, are launching forward in something even greater. Somebody say amen. Mark chapter 5, verse 25. Start reading there, Brother Rick, I mean Brother Chris, if you would.
1: And a certain woman which had an issue of blood twelve years, and had suffered many things of many physicians, and had spent all that she had, and was nothing bettered, but rather grew worse. When she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind and touched his garment. For she said, If I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And Jesus immediately, knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, Who touched my clothes? And his disciples said unto him, Thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and sayest thou, Who touched me? And he looked around about to see her that had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell before him and told him all the truth. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague.
0: Back in the very first verse, verse 25, it says, And a certain woman. In Luke 8, 43, read that real quick. Everybody say a certain woman.
1: 43
0: or 46? 43, I think. She was
1: 43 6. Okay. And a woman having an issue of blood 12 years, which had spent all her living upon physicians, neither could be healed of any. Keep going. Came behind him and touched the border of his garment, and immediately her issue of blood stanched. And Jesus said, Who touched me? When all denied, Peter and they that were with him said, Master, the multitude throng thee and press thee, and sayest thou who touched me? And Jesus said, Somebody hath touched me. Somebody. Verse 25 was a certain woman. Verse
0: 46, was it 46? Yeah. Verse 46 said, Somebody. This woman now was a certain woman. Now she's somebody touched me. But then what happened later? In verse 34 of Mark, as he said unto her, Daughter, a certain woman, no name, effort demanded, came pursuing God, touched God, touched the hem of his garment. Jesus says, Somebody touched me. Not a certain woman, but somebody. And then when he found out and everything, what had happened and that she had pressed through and, and that she had come for a healing, he touched her and said, Daughter. So she went from being somebody, a certain woman, to the family of God. Somebody say amen. Not only was she healed, but she was saved right then. She was made whole. She became part of a family. Somebody say amen. That would not have happened had she not pressed. She had had this issue of blood for 12 years. How many has got issues? Turn to somebody and say you got an issue. I know you do. Turn to somebody and say you are my issue. No, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> we all have issues. May not be a bleeding issue, but we all have issues. Can I tell you this morning that God wants to issue <laughs> something for your issue? Say God wants to issue something for your issue today. Somebody say Amen. Praise God. All right, Amen. Write that down. That was pretty good, wasn't it? Write that down. I like that too. God gave me that this morning. I really like that. I will say that again. God wants to issue something for your issue. Yeah. I need a T-shirt that says that. Okay. So she had this issue for twelve years. Some of you have had an issue for a long time. It can be an issue with finances. It can be an issue with addictions. It can be an issue with relationships. It can be an issue with a sickness. It can be an issue with whatever sin that's been bothering you. you, We all have issues. Some of you have let this issue hang on to you forever. You get up in the morning and you deal with it. You learn how to live with your issue. This woman had enough. Twelve years she had been seeing doctor after doctor after doctor, and, and nothing was happening. She was not receiving a healing. The first thing I want you to remember is that she had an issue. The number two thing I want you to remember, to get her healing, she had to hear about Jesus Christ. Romans ten fourteen and 15, if you would, Chris.
1: How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? and how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard and how shall they hear without a preacher and how shall they preach except they be sent as it is written how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things we are
0: seeing fewer and fewer miracles because there are fewer people and fewer preachers stepping up and preaching about Jesus Christ come on Amen. in the ho- Oh, there's people that saying stuff that tickles our ears, but there's fewer preachers that's really standing in the pulpit preaching about miracles. I want you to understand miracles still happen. Miracles still happen. And this morning I'm showing you, trying to show you how we can get to that miracle and those miracles that we need in our life to take care of the issues in our life. Somebody say amen. Praise God. But there has to be somebody to say something. No doubt, she heard about the lepers being being healed, or the or the demonic being set free. She heard about all the miracles that Jesus had been doing before she came, he came to this spot. So she had heard about Jesus. Somebody had told her about Jesus. How many of you told about Jesus this week? How many of you spent time telling somebody about Jesus? You say, well, everybody knows Jesus. No, they don't because if we did, every church would be filled this morning. There's people out there that really don't know. They know about him, but they don't know him. She heard about Jesus. She heard who he was, what he was about, and she was going after him. She was pursuing her miracle. She knew if he could heal a leper, that he could heal her. She knew that if he could heal the blind, that that he could heal her. So she heard. Number one, she had an issue. Number two, she had to hear about the healer. Somebody say amen. Praise God. How many's ever been healed in this place before? How many shares those testimonies? How many keeps talking about it? Keeps them fresh. Keeps them fresh. My God's a healer. My God's a healer. Number three. She had to have faith and believe. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. She had to believe and have faith that if she got to Jesus, she was going to be healed. How many has that kind of faith in here that you know if you could just touch Jesus? And I'm not talking about Jesus touching you. I'm talking about you touching Jesus. If you could just get to Jesus, that you're going to be healed. How many believes that really in your heart, that there's healing still for you today? No matter what you're going through, no matter what you're facing, there's still healing for you, healing for your family, healing for your life. She had to have faith. Four things she had to do. She had to exercise some effort. She had to take a chance. She was a woman with an issue of blood. She was deemed unclean. She wasn't supposed to touch anybody. If she touched anybody, they became contaminated. She couldn't be around her family. She couldn't be around her friends. She couldn't be around any. She was deemed unclean. So to get out in a crowd of people where Jesus was walking by, she had to take a chance that somebody would see her, recognize her, and even possibly stone her. She had to take a chance. But she took that chance, and she got to Jesus. She started pressing through the crowd. She didn't take no for an answer. I remember when we was at Disney World one time on vacation. Candace was real small, and, and, and Donna was the leader of the pack. And if you've ever been to Disney World or anywhere where there's a lot of people, man, you can get lost. Donna said, y'all better keep up. She started making a way. She started moving people out of the way. I mean, me Candace was... <laughs> Donna was moving, man. She was... Get out of the way! Get out of the way! I've got to get the Pirates of the Caribbean. i got to go, got to go, I've got to go. Man, I still have a hard time giving up. But I remember that. She said, I'll I'll clear clear it out. Y'all just follow me. This woman was clearing out people to get to Jesus. She wasn't just saying, Excuse me, pardon me, pardon me. No, she was clearing out. She said, Get get back. I got to go. I got to get to Jesus. We have lost that kind of effort. If we stumble onto a blessing, if we stumble onto a good service, if we stumble onto the presence of God, we think, man, we've had a service, Chris. But we should be pressing through. Get out of my way. I've got to get to Jesus. I've got to worship him today. I ain't got time for this junk in here. I've got, I've got to get to Jesus. Man, I'm sick of my body. I've got to get a healing. I've got to get to him. Get a, Move. Get out of the way. I ain't got time for you to look down at me if I want to shout. You sit down. I've got to go. I've got to go. Somebody say, Amen. Get out of the way. I've got to get to my Jesus. She had to exercise some effort. Praise God. She didn't accidentally just brush up against him, but when she got to him, she grabbed the hem of his garment blue tassels or purple tassels at the bottom, whatever it was. And she just didn't grasp, it, just brush up against it. She grabbed it. She wasn't letting go. This is my healing. I'm here. I've got to Jesus now. If I could just touch something that's touching. I don't have to touch Jesus. Touch something that's touching him. And I can have that healing. So she held on. You football players, sometimes, Austin, you guys, when, when somebody's running for a touchdown, and Isaac, you know, and, and, and you're the one that's got to stop it, and you're grabbing with everything you can grab, you don't just go up and say, oh, y'all quit running. No, you grab. You grab a hold of a jersey. You grab a hold of whatever you can grab a hold of. You just Hang on for dear life. This, he is not going to score on my watch. I'm not going to allow him to score. I'm, gra- I'm grabbing. Well, this woman grabbed a hold of the hem of the garment. She wasn't letting go. That was her healing. Somebody say amen. We need to grab a hold and grab a hold and grab a hold this morning. Somebody say amen. Praise God. Somebody would say, I'm just barely hanging on. Well, you grab a hold and you hang on. Somebody say amen. Mm -mm -mm. Praise God. Number one, she had an issue. Number two, she had to hear about Jesus. Number three, she had to have faith. Number four, she had to exercise some efforts. Number five, she had to accept her healing and walk in it once she was healed. Somebody say amen. Many times we get our healing. Many times God touches us, or we touch Jesus, and we receive a healing. The first thing we want to do is look for the pain after we get up from the from the first time. We want to say, "Am I still hurting? Am I still sick? Do I still walk with a limp?" We start looking for that pain again. Can I tell you right now, if you look for the pain long enough, you'll find it again. Once you're healed, you've got to walk in that healing. Somebody say amen. Proclaim that you're clean. Complain, pro- proclaim that you're healed. She had to wait seven days for the priest to, to make that proclamation to say she is clean. Can you imagine what she went through for seven days, walking in that, I'm clean, I'm clean, I'm clean, I'm clean. And on that seventh day when the priest said, I pronounce you clean, and you can go back to your family, you can go back to your friends, you can go back to what you were doing, you are clean. Can you imagine what she did? She had a hallelujah shouting time, I guarantee it. Somebody say amen. Waiting for that word, I'm clean. You're clean, you can go back. This woman pressed her way to her miracle, pressed her way to her healing. Somebody say amen. Praise God. Mark 10, 46, 52. Is that right, Chris? Yeah, well, we're going to go there first. Mark, I'm sorry. Forgive me. 10, 46 through 52.
1: And they came to Jericho, and as he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And many charged him that he should hold his peace. But he cried the more a great deal, Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying unto him, Be of good comfort, rise, he calleth thee. And he, casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus. And Jesus answered and said unto him, What will thou that I should do unto thee? The blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way.
0: Hallelujah. Amen. Blind Bartimaeus had an issue. Somebody say, An issue. He had an issue, he was blind. Number one, he had an issue, just like the woman with the issue of blood. Number two, he had to hear about Jesus. He heard Jesus was coming by. He had to hear some things about Jesus. There had to be a preacher or someone tell him about Jesus. Number three, just like the woman with the issue of blood, he had to believe. He had to have faith. Number four, he had to be persistent in the pursuit of his healing, even though he was told to shut up. Jesus is coming by. My miracle's coming by. My miracle's coming. I've got to get to him. Get out of my way. I've got to get to him. Jesus, have mercy on me. Oh, Jesus, have mercy on me. Heal me. Lord, heal me. Have mercy on me. Son of day. have mercy on me. They said, shut up. Heather, shut up.
1: (laughs) Shut up. No,
0: no, no. Jason said, it don't work. She gets louder when you say shut up. That's what happened with blind Bartimaeus. He got louder. He said, have mercy on me, son of David. Have mercy on me. Heal me. Stop. Stop by and see me. And all the, all the major politicians and the magistrates and the, and the Pharisees and the scribes and whoever was there, and they were trying to impress Jesus. They didn't want to be embarrassed by this blind Bartimaeus, this beggar on the side of the road. And they was telling him, shut up, shut up, just shut up. You cannot talk to him. You're embarrassing the town. You're embarrassing our church. You're embarrassing everybody. The blind Bartimaeus didn't care. Like the woman pressing through the crowd, he kept shouting the more, Jesus, have mercy on me. Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. Heal me. He kept crying out. He kept crying out. He kept crying out. And then Jesus heard him and turned and said, come here. Now all of a sudden the townspeople and all those that was trying to impress Jesus, they backed up a minute and said, wait a minute, he's calling him to come. They looked at blind Bartimaeus. You need to go to Jesus. He's calling you. Now all of a sudden they're on the bandwagon. They're on his team now. It says that after he came and and Jesus touched him, he said he cast his garment aside. And what the blind beggar, what blind Bartimaeus had was a garment. And and, and that garment, it was like a coat. He would lay it down on the ground, and, and they would throw money on the coat. He said, cast off that garment. What was he saying? You're not going to need it anymore. You're not going to need it anymore. Many of us get our healing. Many of us press through and finally get a healing, and then we pick it right back up. Somebody say amen. He was saying, blind Bartimaeus, cast it off. And he did that. But he was persistent and kept hollering for Jesus. Somebody say amen. When's the last time you hollered Jesus out loud? Let's just do that right now on the count of three. Somebody shout Jesus. One, two, three. Jesus! You need to holler it more often. Be persistent. Get in your prayer time. Get in your house somewhere. Even go out in your backyard. Well, they'll think I'm crazy. So? They know you go to church here. You've already been deemed crazy. You're just proving the point. Amen. You think Pam and Kim aren't crazy when they're speaking in tongues trying to do somebody's hair? Amen. Persistent. Blind Bartimaeus was persistent. He heard. He was healed. He was saved. And it says then he followed Jesus and became a disciple of Jesus Christ. Somebody say amen. One more. 2 Kings. Forget 2 Kings. Go to, to Luke 17. We may come back to Second Kings, but I'm going to go to Luke first. 17, verse 11 through
1: 19. And it came to pass, as he went to Jerusalem, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go, show yourselves unto the priest. And it came to pass that as they went they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks, and he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answering said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? There are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. Amen. Ten lepers.
0: They had an issue. Everybody say they had an issue. They had leprosy. Number two, no doubt they had heard about Jesus and the miracles he had performed and heard that he was coming. Number three, they believed that they could just get his attention, they could be healed. Number four, they had to take action. They had to lift their voice. Lepers had to stay 100 feet away from anybody else. 100 feet. Leprosy is a, is a bad skin disease. Your, your skin actually rots off. They had to be 100 feet away. This sanctuary is 80 feet wide. Billy, stand up down there. You can meet Jesus. Billy. Hey, he has, a, he has a spirit of Jesus all over him. All right. That's 80 feet away. Here's a leper down here. That leper had to get his attention. How loud do you think he had to holler to get his attention? With the crowd all around him. Jesus! Jesus! You can sit down, thank you, Billy. Had to shout, had to exercise some effort to get Jesus' attention. If they hadn't got his attention, they couldn't, they wasn't going to get his attention over there going, Jesus, Jesus, Lord, we praise you. Lord, we honor you. Oh. Thank you for my family. Thank you for my job. Thank you, Jesus. This is how we do it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Sometimes we need to get our hands up in the air and say, Jesus, we praise you. We worship you. We need you. We're calling out to you. We, re- we need a miracle in our life. Yeah. <laughs> praise God. Some of you have lost your shout. On the count of three, can we just shout Jesus one more time? One, two, three. Jesus. Come on, you're a hundred feet away from him. One, two, three. Jesus. Yeah. Amen. Praise God. Whew. Hallelujah. So they had to take action, lifting their voice, shouting to get Jesus' attention. When they got his attention, Jesus came to him. They received a healing. Nine out of the ten went on their way, not giving God any glory. But one leper came back and said, Jesus, and bowed before him and worshipped him. The woman with the issue of blood worshipped him, knelt before him. Blind Bartimaeus became a disciple, learning with him and walking with him and living with him, being about Jesus' business. The leper worshipped him. We've got to do these things. We've got to press in. We've got to to take action. We've got to have effort. Hey, listen to me. God wants to bless you, but he's waiting to see a people that will say, bless us, Lord. Jabez prayed the prayer. He wasn't bashful. He said, bless me, God. Bless me, Lord. We need to be saying those things. Everybody stand to your feet. Sister Candace, come on to the Sister Candace, whatever. I'm all messed up for a moment. Feeling, feeling, I'm feeling a shout. I'm feeling a shout coming on. I'm feeling a new sound of a revival come. I'm, I'm starting to hear that. Where It's not going to be a mealy mouth sound. Somebody say amen. It's going to be a shout of victory. It's going to be a victorious, somebody say victorious shout. Somebody needs to say, Jesus. Jesus. Somebody needs to say, thank you, thank you, Lord. Don't be bashful. Amen. Press your way through. How many of you can raise your hand one more time and say, I've got issues that need to be dealt with? I've got issues. Come on, raise your hand high. I've got issues. How many is ready to see those issues dealt with? How many is ready to see those issues fall by the wayside? How many is ready to see those issues gone out of your life? Those that raise your hand, I want you to come to the front. I think it's going to be almost the whole church, but come on up. We're going to pray over our issues this morning. Amen. We're going to press through.